Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Angular Air. I'm your host, Justin Schwarzenberger. And on today's episode, we are going to talk about profiling and monitoring web apps. Should be pretty exciting. Always uh, awesome to kind of learn some tips and tricks and, and ways we can see how we can get our apps running better and diagnose our code and figure that all out. So we're, let's uh, get into it. We'll say hi to our panelists, and then we'll meet our guests, and then we'll get into the content. Joining us today, we have Bonnie. Bonnie, what's going on? Hello, I'm very excited about the show tonight, today. Whatever, where, whatever time zone you're in, I'm excited. Wherever you're, whenever you're watching. I'm not going to give it away. Uh, all right, all right. Oh yeah, I forgot. Like I gotta, I gotta do you last, right? I know you right, never you can... know when I'm gonna spoil it. <laughs> I, 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 it's been a minute. Okay, but I but guess I'm everything's really well today. Yeah, there you go. I'm not spoiling anything. It's gonna be a great <laughs> show. Awesome, Mike. What's going on, Mike? I forgot how to unmute myself. It's been a while. <laughs> I feel like it's been like a month. I feel like we haven't done a show since like September, October, and here right. it is, almost the holidays, almost the new year. And I'm excited to be back, excited to be chatting again. Yes. You look really good today, Mike. You look like you've, you're, you've been out sun running or something. You know, I decided to shower. I did that. I did <laughs> my so hair. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'm, I'm like doing all the things. You smell great, too. I'm, I am adulting today. That's good. We have at least one good-looking person on the show today. So one respectable person. That's good. And we haven't even gotten to the sh to the guest yet. I know. But uh, our other panelist, Alyssa. Alyssa, how's it going? Hello, darlings. I have uh -huh. some apple cider yeah, to uh, to really enjoy this holiday episode. I'm making it a holiday episode, whether or not you all feel festive. So, I'm so glad <laughs> you're right. here, Alyssa. So that sounds good. That sounds Ooh, good. I, I, I'm going to step away here in a minute because I think I'm going to go get some eggnog after hearing that. If it's a holiday episode, I need me some eggnog. Oh, yeah. All right, bring some for all of us and bring some for our guest. Our guest joining us today is Gil. Gil, how's it going? Cool. From Israel, um, everything is fine here. I'm just taking Alisa's uh, advice and just putting some bottle of water right now Such on the table. <laughs> I raise right. you by two bottles of water. <laughs> there you go. I I've got some water too, so there's two of us that have water now, so that's good. Hey, I, yeah. have to, I have a whole bucket of water. Uh, whoa. Well, wow, you've got like a fit. It's like a decanter for your water. This is that... a weird thing because in, in America, we have big cups. Everybody's got like a gallon jug with their cup. And and then they have these little tiny cups in Europe. And it's like, what am I even supposed to do with that? Well, it's because they keep these things. I don't know. Apparently, that's how they do it. Here. I want to be fancy and I want to call it a carafe. Yes. <laughs> Hey, uh, speaking of fancy, uh, Gil, you're in Israel. Hey, do you know where I find Shai Resnick? I know how to find Shai Resnick. Is something like uh, six kilometers from here in his home right now with his kids and family and having fun, probably. All right, then hold on. <laughs> this is a challenge to, to Shai. If you're watching right now, Get on your horse. You've got six kilometers to get to Gil's place. We want to see you on Gil's cam before the end of the episode. And preferably, <laughs> we'd like to see the horse as well. Did you tell Chai that you were coming on the show? Um, didn't tell him. Will you do us a favor after the show or next time you see him? Just go give him a big old hug and a kiss from us and tell him that we will do that. <laughs> we haven't seen Chai Resnick in a long time and we love him. I will do that. I mean, I saw him this morning, but. <laughs> we can't all be all right, well, 
now since since Shai's made an appearance on the show, whether uh, you know audibly or actually visually, we've mentioned Shai. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay. how's it going, Gil? Why, why don't you tell our viewers a little bit about yourself? Okay, so if you don't know me, I'm Gil Fink. I'm uh, the CEO of uh, Sparksys. We have we only have one employee, myself. <laughs> uh, so it's uh, very easy to me to say that I'm the CEO. <laughs> um, I'm doing consulting in web development uh, around from 2002. Uh, it's 17 years already. Um, traveling uh, all around the world and doing sessions and talks about things that I like, things that I don't like, things that I would like that people will like and things like that. Um, wrote a book, uh, did uh, a few uh, gigs with Microsoft, wrote some Microsoft official courses, um, a Microsoft MVP and GDE, um, you know, the usual. <laughs> hey, nice. no, you had all that stuff. I, I, I'm going to have to start being nice with you. I think that don't the best... Don't forget to tell them you have a beautiful family. I don't know if you're going to show yeah. a picture of your family. Uh, so I, family I don't have a picture right now, but I wanted to save the best to the last. So the best title that I have is Dad and Husband. And I really, really, really love my family. And uh, hopefully they... My kids won't be here showing in the show tonight. Um, <laughs> how many, how many it, kids do you have? It, it might happen. I have <laughs> three kids uh, and they are old, not like your kid, Alisa. <laughs> how, wait, how old? Like 20s? Um, no, oh. I'm not such an old guy, oh. but uh, <laughs> it, it's... No, you said old. I'm like, they're babies until they're about 19. So. My my <laughs> biggest kid is 13, so he's, uh, he has his bar mitzvah uh, uh, in seven months, and we will visit the U.S., uh, to, to, to take into a trip. He <laughs> was telling us before the show his wife's not home, and so he had to threaten the children so to make sure that they didn't come and interrupt him during the show today. <laughs> I don't say threatening. I said <laughs> briefing. <laughs> well, if they do show up, we'll welcome them with open arms, and they can tell yeah. us about some profiling stuff, so that'd be fine. Ooh, they can I talk about games and yeah. uh, things like that. There you go. Then well, profiling. Well, there you go. You can talk about like how this game feels sluggish here, there, and that kind of relates to the same sort of thing, right? Mm, so, oh, that's something. That's, a, that's something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm excited about the fact that you mentioned that you know you've been doing the web development stuff and, and in the web space since like 2002. Because when we talk about like profiling and, and monitoring, there's a lot of stuff. I'm sure in terms of tooling and things that we can identify, but there's also all of that years of experience of things that you've hit and run into, right? That you can kind of, that helps in that facet of uh, debugging things that we can say, oh, I, I remember that scenario or this thing or had to go through this architecture and that could be causing this particular problem, right? So, um, yep. yeah. The, there are a lot of things that can uh, cause problems uh, and we will probably talk about a few of them or ideas of how to find them uh, during this uh, this uh, conversation. <laughs> nice. And so we're going to talk about the profiling and monitoring techniques for web apps, not specific for Angular, for kind of anything. Is that correct? Yeah, it's, it's awesome. correct because 
when you're doing profiling sessions, uh, the tech isn't something that you need. You, you need to consider it because it's an overload. It's an abstraction uh, that you are using, but uh, you are not testing or profiling Angular. You are profiling your code. Angular is just the tool that you created your website. So um, we will see demos in Angular, but I could have re rewritten all those demos in any other frameworks, React, Vue, whatever, uh, and, and uh, use use those kind of demos in other places, not in Angular Air. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So we get to level up our web development skills, right, in, in this particular episode. That's very cool. Uh, hopefully. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 what one thing that they always direct me when uh, when I'm giving a talk is if somebody learned something new, then I'm happy. If somebody, if there are people who didn't learn something new during my talks, then I think that I need to quit. <laughs> Well, we don't want you to quit, but you know, it's, it's about that identifying. At least have one thing, right? One thing. I think that's one of the challenges uh, with presenting talks or th figuring things out is you kind of want to. You don't know your audience. It's going to be widespread, right? And and so yep. you kind of as you cover your material, have a little bit of something that at least somebody from every different aspect could take away at least one little thing. You feel mm -hmm. that's what I feel successful. Well, with, right? And I so. think we're so used to like being in it and, you know, presenting or just being on the cutting edge of what's coming out that we take for granted what people know and what they don't know. I was really surprised by the last talk I gave. I was I like intermittently sprinkled. Well, how many of you have heard of this? And like three people out of 80 like raised their hand. And I was like, wow, like I'm actually teaching new things. This is incredible because to me it was like old news. And so it's kind of disheartening. So I think maybe sometimes we get too much in our own heads about oh, everybody knows this. I don't have anything to offer. So yeah. And this is why uh, I started to give talks about profiling because they on nobody does that on daily basis. So some of the things that you that you tackle there uh, can give you a lot of insights about how to do things better later on. So if you know how to profile and you add profiling uh, cycles inside your development uh, cycles, then you might be uh, your your apps will be better performing and you will have better understanding of how things work. And this is something that we will probably talk later on. <laughs> so if if you want to get started, and uh, I will share my screen and I, I will try to uh, explain some some things and uh, hopefully we we will all learn something together. <laughs> Not only me. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Let's do it. So let's rock and roll. I'm let ready. me know when I'm sharing the screen. When I'm sharing currently. All right. Yeah. Yep. We got it. Yep. So uh, what I'm going to to talk about and stop me if things uh, if you don't understand something or you want to ask something is uh, we will talk about a few things uh, first of all what is the pixel pipeline or how browser renders web pages and the idea is that once you understand how 
the pipeline is working, you can tackle problems in your code later on. So this is something that uh, is like opening the hood of the browser, but we won't drill down very deeply. We won't talk about the engine or anything else. But uh, we'll talk about the following refresh rates. So the browsers that we are using aren't working uh, out of the bloom from, from uh, they're working inside devices. The devices can be mobile and tablets and laptops or whatever. And uh, each and every device has a refresh rate which says 60 times a second, 60 frames per second. And that means that we have something like 16 milliseconds to ship a frame to the screen. But in reality, it's like 10 milliseconds because browser have overhead uh, of uh, management, management overhead. So once you have uh, hit, once you hit the 60 frames per second, you are good. Your performance of the web page will be good. And you can see that jumping person on the right, which is having much more fun than the two on the left with 30 and 15 frames per second. So why I'm talking about this? Because we want to ship each and every frame in less than 10 milliseconds. And this means that we need to pass some something that is called the pixel pipeline. So what is the pixel pipeline? It's the process that the browser is doing when it wants to print something to the, or paint something to the screen. So that, this process is uh, like five, has five steps. And let's talk about those steps. So first of all, JavaScript, the language that we, we, we love and write and everything. Uh, so JavaScript is handling, or you are doing some interaction with the, the, the users and, Something is happening in the web page. As a result, there is a visual change, and this is some. This is all the things that the step of the JavaScript is doing. For example, if you have some CSS animation, CSS transition, web animation API, and etc., cetera, etc., cetera, those things are going to be in this step. They are going to be calculated in this step, and we will move forward to the next step. So the next step is style. The browser tries to figure out uh, by the CSS rules that were provided uh, by us uh, how it should uh, write or uh, apply those uh, the, the CSS on, on the elements. Um, and each and every style is calculated to each and every element. This is something that can take some time, but it's, uh, it's running. Uh, it can. It is something that uh, can or running. You know, not very fast, but f f fast enough for us. The third step is layout, and this is the step. And when I'm saying this is the step, it's really the major step. And the browser calculates the space that it needs for each and every element, and and then it position that the, that the element in uh, in the, in the in the page. It creates the entire layout uh, according to the box model, uh, the web layout model. 
thing elements are written from left to right from up to down and uh, according to all the styles that were applied previously so this is a major step this is like the big bottleneck of uh, performance when things are happening we'll talk about it in a minute fourth step is paint and this is when the browser paints all the pixel on the screen that means the all the text the colors the images uh, and etc that we are seeing on the on the screen all the visual parts are painted to the screen this process also takes some time and last but not least composite the browser will draw the element according to their layer um, you know have you ever used z-index probably yes but uh, probably and, used it poorly yeah <laughs> I have, no yeah. it's not it's not poorly but this is the, the when 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 we're using z-index for example this is this is causing the composite to ship things layer on top of another layer and this is why this this uh, step is very crucial because once we have layout and positioning then we need to figure out how to position each and every layer that the browser created and this part is running on the gpu all the previous parts are running on the computer cpu so the gpu is supposed to be very fast and this step is very fast so what's what's the big idea here and why i'm showing you the in this uh, entire process because we have two things that we need to consider every time that we are changing something in the application UI. Uh, this is reflows and repaints. Let's talk about reflows. So reflow is a process that the browser will run in each and every change of the layout. Meaning that if I did DOM manipulation, added an element, removed an element or things like that, the the browser might trigger a reflow process and in the reflow process the entire pixel pipeline is going to run for each uh, from all the steps meaning javascript style layout paint compass uh, composite and etc etc that means that this process is very very expensive in terms of performance and we should minimize the touching of the dom and this is why a virtual DOM in React or in Vue became very popular uh, because they try to minimize the effects of reflows. Repaints is when some visual change doesn't require the calculation of the entire layout. Uh, for example, you change some text color or visibility of an element or things like that that uh, the browser doesn't need to calculate the entire layout, then it will run the, in the, all the process of the pixel pipeline, but without the part of the layout. And reflows and repaints. Uh, we talked about my kids. My dad says they are very expensive or too expensive. Yeah, they are very expensive and there are the bottlenecks of each and every performance problems that you will probably uh, get uh, get to see and there is a, an, an, a third 
thing that might happen and it's uh, changes that do not affect the layout or painting. Uh, and for example, you have some timer that runs and doesn't touch the, the dome or things like that, then not the entire uh, process will run, but only JavaScript style and composite. And that's all. And when we are talking about performance tuning, we mostly talk about the rail model. In rail model, the user, it's a, it's a model that was created by Google. Um, it's talking about the, the rule of thumbs to make the app performant in the, in the eyes of your users. So the rail is like response, every, each and every response to events and things that uh, happened in the screen should take under 50 milliseconds. Animation should be, each and every frame should be produced under 10 milliseconds. We now understand why it's, uh, it's uh, under 10 milliseconds because uh, otherwise we'll lose frames and the page frame per seconds won't be uh, very good and the performance will be bad. Idle, uh, maximize the idle time. Uh, if your app shouldn't do anything, don't do anything. <laughs> uh, it's like saying, be lazy. <laughs> and loading, uh, load of a web page should take under five seconds or else your users like will go away to your your competition. <laughs> um, so now after we understand the things that we might want to tackle, uh, we're ready to profile. Any questions by now? Nope. No, man, I want to profile some stuff. Okay, let's profile. So when we want to profile something, the your best friend is going to be the DevTools. The, in this picture, we can, we can see the Chrome DevTools. Uh, I love Chrome DevTools, but there are uh, other very great uh, performance uh, 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 tooling uh, in Edge and in uh, Firefox, so uh, you don't have to just use Chrome for profiling and to find the performance. So let's try to go and do some something uh, interesting. Oh, an Angular app. <laughs> so I created a, an Angular app that uh, is going to do the following. It's just going to put some very nice uh, circles with colors on the screen. And I can say, I can tell you that there is a problem in this, uh, this, uh, this web page, the performance problem. Even if I refresh it and it takes like, like it's like zoom. It, it, I refreshed the, the page and you didn't see anything. But there is a performance problem here. And so let's try to understand what is the process of profiling and how we do that. So we can see that uh, I'm currently in incognito mode. I will talk about why I'm in incognito later on. And what I'm going to do is open the DevTools. So let's open the DevTools. And in the Chrome DevTools, we have the performance tab. 
And you can see that uh, I can start a recording right now or reload uh, the, the, the entire uh, web page. And this is what I'm going to do, reload the page. And once, uh, once it will finish, I will stop the profiling and da, 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 da. something that uh, when, when you see it that the first time, it's like frightening. What is this timeline? What is going on here? So don't be afraid. This is where we're trying to understand how to, um, how to see the, the problems that I'm talking about in that we have in the page. So first of all, we have this big timeline and you can see here a hint that something is not working very well. If you see red squares or small red squares, that means that something is wrong in your web page and you should start doing profiling. So we can see here that the task took some five seconds. It took five seconds because we had over, overhead of the Chrome DevTools. Uh, and I can tell you that the problem that we have in the page is around here. And let's try to understand what is the problem or let's try to understand how I profile the, this, uh, this uh, web page. And what we are going to see is we'll open the bottom up tab here. And we can see here that uh, we have the total time, the, all the things that uh, happened. We can see that uh, Zone.js took a lot of time, but this is something that we can't change and core as well. But if we will drill down, the things that you need to search for are your, your, your code. For example, I can see that color component host ngfactory.js takes 84% of the total time. So there is probably a problem in color component. Um, and I can press here the, the code and I can see that app color is, it took something like two, two sec, no, it took more than that, but um, so there is problem here in, core, in color component and I can see that the problem is probably is going to be here around color.component.ts. Let's press it. And we can see here that the ng init here took a lot of time. So let's jump into the code and let's see what's the problem here. So I'm a very uh, uh, regular developer and I went to the internet and you took I took some a function that I saw called decimal to X and I copy it into my source code and then I used it to set the background of each and every circle. Um, so what's the problem here? This is a question for all the panelists. Let's go back and let's see the things that took a lot of time. Well, first of all, I. It doesn't make you an okay developer for copy and pasting code. That's what we call resourcefulness. <laughs> I, resourceful and you're finding things to help you. Yeah. Um, this is the, bi careful, the, the big problem. I think the big problem is that we're doing styles in JavaScript. 
<laughs> um, yeah, it's a problem. <laughs> it's a problem, but I you wanted to, sh- to get philosophical on us. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm talking Sorry, about not, things. That's not the solution. <laughs> okay, but let's see. This line of code took a lot of time. You can see here that it took something like two, two point eight seconds, and it took so much time because decimal to x is being called many, many times. In each and every ng in it, we can see here that we call it for console log, and we call it here three times to get the color. And for each and every circle on the screen, we call the ng init function. So we have a lot, so a lot, a lot of things here that happening. Yes? So, sorry, so this component is used to draw each one of those color circles. So yeah. there's, if there's 200 color circles, there's 200 instances of this color component. Is that what you're saying, right? Yeah, but then this is, again, not the problem. The problem here is, because I wanted to, to, to show a color palette, is that first of all, you don't want to have console logs in your code. Now, that's not a problem, but don't ship console logs to production. You can see that a lot of the time we've, that we had here is in the console logs. But the problem here is really this line of code. Because <clears throat> you can see here that uh, we got input, the red, blue, and green as numbers. And I'm taking those numbers and I'm just producing some hexadecimal uh, color. And we could have used RGB as, uh, as the solution for the things that we're doing here. Okay? This is, this is how you can solve the problem of using a, lo a lot of uh, these. You don't need to use this decimal to hex function at all. Okay, I started by saying that I went to the internet and I copied some function that I thought that it's cool, but it wasn't cool because I didn't need it. And this is something that we're doing from time to time as developers, not the copy paste, but rather writing some code that looks cool, but can create very big performance problems later on because we don't know how people will use our <coughs> our code. So another idea to write the, the background color was to, to use, you know, CSS RGB. We already have the red, green, and blue as inputs to our control, to, to our component. And we could have used that knowledge and just write something like this. And if I'll run this up again, and I will close this, and it will it refreshed. I'll open the developer tools again. I'll run the profiling again, and let's see if it's working as expected. Then now, if I will go to the bottom up, we'll still see the the color uh, the color uh, control uh, component, but the, it, it won't show us that there is a performance problem in the ng-init function. You can see that I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. I don't see the, the ng-init of the color component. And 
we solved the problem, okay? So what was the idea of this demo? The idea of this demo was to show you or to explain how you process or how you do a profiling for the app. So let's start to understand the process, the process itself. So first of all, we establish a baseline. You saw me opening the, the app in incognito mode. The idea is that no extensions or, or anything else in the browser will interfere in, in the processing of the profiling. More than that, you, you can uh, create a new branch for profiling or put a label or something like that to establish the baseline for your, uh, your inquiry. Then you collect the data. I opened the <coughs> developer tools and I started to collect the data um, that, uh, that I, uh, that I uh, wanted to collect. Meaning right now it was to reload the web page again because I thought that I have a problem in the loading of the page and there was a problem in the loading of the page. Then I, <coughs> once the profiling stops, uh, you get this very frightening timeline, but as I said, it, after a few times that you do the, the entire process, it won't be frightening anymore. So, and there are a lot of things that are inside of it and we won't touch it, but these, these things can also help you uh, to profile the app. Then you analyze the results that you get and you make assumptions. What's the problem? If you get the assumption right, you tune up the app and you check again, test and measure again the entire code that you wrote, meaning that you run the profiling again and check if you resolved the performance problem. If you didn't resolve the performance problem, you will continue in this loop of collecting data, analyzing, tuning up, and testing and measuring. This is the profiling process, and this is a process that I urge every developer or every company to add inside the in in the, in the performance uh, not in the pro, in in the development cycles that we have. Uh, you can add it to your sprints and uh, to uh, all the all the things that you are doing, you know, uh, right now. Um, so with that in mind, let's jump back to the to this app that I wrote and let's move to a different tab here, movies tab, and let's do the profiling together. So this is the time that you panelists in the Angular Air will help me to do the profiling. Who wants to be first? <laughs> I love this content, by the way. It makes my heart really happy. <laughs> okay, so I'm on board. I'll okay. go first. Yeah. Okay. So I, I will I will do something in the web page to make you understand what's the problem. I'm pressing a button, and it takes some time up until the the this uh, this title here is refreshing, Press and it, I want Joe. to understand. Why is press that? It. Press what? It. I pressed it. Press it again. <laughs> okay, so it takes some time and the and it's not refreshing very fast as I wanted it. 
to to refresh. So I'm, I was just like flipping through movie what titles. What's going on here, Mike? Numbers. <laughs> okay, what did so you do, Mike. I think it's changing the title at the top, right? Movie seven. Yeah, this is this is changing. Okay. Okay. I'm adding a random number to the title. And it takes some time. It's a, yeah, it's that, a, that, the performance there seems a little bit off to change the title using a random number. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Are you, well, well, no, because I mean, that's the first step, right? Is identifying that there's an issue. Yeah, this is the first step. Identify that you have an issue. So I gave you the, the issue. And now what's going, what, what we're going to, to do is Justin press at 12. Justin gave the issue, Gil. Justin okay. gives the answer as usual. Justin always gives us the answer. So okay, so we will wait. <laughs> we will wait to Justin. So I will start the profiling. Okay. And I will press the button again. And hopefully it will change somewhere in the future. Think about it. There is an overhead of running. Okay, it changed. Woohoo. And I'm going to stop it. And then currently we get something here. So what's the next step? What, we, like what do you want to do? Up. Let's take a look at the bottom up. And we can see here a few things. That took um, about 96 seconds. That's a little bit long. Yep. Let's take a look at movie component. So nine seconds to do ND, ng do check what's going on here. I'm not sure. I don't think that's it. That seems reasonable. <laughs> 9.5 seconds. It's really reasonable. Well, so we let's our, let's jump viewers, into the code. <laughs> one of our viewers, Fergus, called out logging last time, and I see there's a console log there, so that must be it, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, I say we get rid of the console log. We rerun the test. Nine seconds goes away. You think? <laughs> I think that the, 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 the solution for, for this is on push. And why is that? <laughs> I think the, the do check is running all the time, right? Yeah, the do check is running all the time. The problem here, okay, I'm giving you the answer, <laughs> not Justin. <laughs> um, is <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my God. I, I just shot myself in the leg. <laughs> um, no, so, that's perfect. That's perfect. So the problem here is that we have a, a, a movies component, and the movies component is rendering the entire movies in default strategy. And we have a lot that's of movies crazy. in... In a lot of movies in the in this page, not a good idea to do, but it's a, just the demo to show or to demonstrate something. And the change title is changing. So it's just doing some small, stupid string manipulation. It, it takes so much time. And this is because Angular is doing all the checks on all the movie components, even though it's empty, it's not doing anything. Movie components just, uh, you know, some presentation part, which is, it doesn't have anything inside of it. So all of those checks are non-relevant. And if I'm doing on push, because, you know, if on, only if props, property or the input will change, then, 
the check will be will be done on the components that the property change so this is the the, the solution no not the, the solution for everything angular in performance bottleneck but a solution to this problem so we did a process together of how to profile an app and we saw a few examples uh, simple examples in the real world it won't be such a simple thing but simple examples that can help you later on understand the big thing here or the big idea here so, so something out really quick on the console log yeah um so the console log can be real handy in this scenario like let's say we we opened up the bottom up right and we saw mm -hmm. that that do check is the one that's getting hit and called all the time. And let's say it didn't have a console log right now, right? It just had some other logic, right? If yeah. we, after we identify that, if we come in there and throw a console log in there, rerun it in the browser and look at our console output, we can help, it can help us identify that like, oh, that thing is getting called way more than we expected, right? It's like we can now start to identify the number of times it's called and, and see that, yeah, that's a problem. So for example, yeah. like if we have a, um, if we have a class, a component class where we have a method inside of it and we're using that method in our template, right? And Angular's change detection is constantly firing and it's constantly calling our method. We may not visibly see that, but as soon as we go to profile and we throw a console log, we can identify that, wow, that method is called 20 times. And I expected it to just get called once. So I think it's something that we can then leverage also, unless there's some way in the, the profile tools to also get that kind of information about how many times that do check was called. Um, there are ways to see how many times uh, the ng do check called. I think Gil may have a connection issue. Uh oh, it's like what? Wait, I was waiting for him to talk again. I thought, I thought he was being suspenseful. An internet supply dramatic pause. <laughs> <laughs> I, the I only wait. way I knew that you weren't all frozen was because Bonnie's eyes were moving. <laughs> I was like, uh. Let me check and see. I'll, I'll see if we can see if he's... This happened one time when uh, Jeff Welpley was on and he didn't know that his internet froze and he kept on talking for like 15 minutes. <laughs> All right, well, I, I pinged him and, and we'll get an update here. Uh, assuming his connection's up. I mean, if his connection went down, then I guess he won't get my <laughs> message. But we'll Isn't find he fun? Yeah, He's so such a goofball. So maybe expanding upon that like concept, right, with the, with the debugging and stuff. Um, and utilizing those those tools and, and the dev tools to kind of find those scenarios and those issues. Um, you know, one of the things I was thinking about was us as developers when we're diving in. Let's say I'm let's say I'm building a new component or I'm working on a component and it's running in this app that has like 40, 50 different other components. And I launch it in the browser and I open up the dev tools to to do the profiling of my component that I'm adding. Like I wonder what happens when there's other components that are causing problems, right? Like how easy is it for me to, in that experience, get to the ones that 
that I'm working on and kind of a, avoid the noise or the existing problems that <sighs> my code, right? You yeah, see, performance problems. <laughs> we thought you were just doing like a dramatic pause. And then we it wasn't that. a dramatic pause. It was uh, internet uh, in my, <laughs> my Wi-Fi just uh, died for a few seconds. Um, did you know that it died or did you keep going? I kept going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Ener Energizer Bunny. I'm just keep on going and going and going. <laughs> so when when I got stopped, or what's the last thing that I said before I went blank? <laughs> it was right after I I asked or I mentioned the the point about the throwing the console log in. I think. Yeah. So throwing the console log can have can help you uh, in uh, in performance uh, or to see the performance in the in the dev tools but uh, you know the dev tools are smarter enough to you know present you things that aren't working you saw that they are calculating uh, each and every milliseconds for each and every line so you can get the hints from the the lines themselves and you don't have to have console log but console log once you got to get into the console and you see that you have a lot, a lot, a lot of printing or things like that, that can help you identify that you have a problem. You don't know what is the problem, but it might help you identify that you have something that you need to tackle. So one of the things that we were talking about to fill space while we were waiting for your connection to come back up. <laughs> Was and I'm sorry for that. <laughs> totally fine. No worries. Those things happen. No problem. Uh, we were talking about the idea that if I'm working on this component, let's say I'm building this movie component, right? But it's running in the app that has several other components. And maybe those haven't been profile tested, right? And I launched it in the browser and I do the profile tools. Like, how do I kind of avoid the noise of, I mean, obviously you want to deal with those other problems. But in this case, I, I only concerned about the, pro, the one I'm working on right for this given moment, right? Like, how do how do I identify that it's mine that's having an issue and not you know get through that noise? Right? So you can you can this is the the idea of establishing a baseline. Okay, you the you can do some 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 stuff in in isolation. You can try or you can take the component that you're creating working and put it in a controlled environment. You don't it doesn't have to be inside the app to work. Hopefully, but you can uh, add mocks uh, or, or or data that comes uh, into your component from the outside. There are uh, tools in in that not tools, but there are things that you, you can do to to do that. Uh, for example, um, it's not a testing tool, but uh, from time to time I'm taking some the, the components that I'm building, put them in some you know, my local environment and play with them and all and try to figure out if they're working as expected. Uh, once you're isolating your component, then you can find performance problems in your component. I know that we are not living in an ideal world that everything can be isolated, but this thing is very important. So once you want to establish a baseline, you 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 should try to figure out how to take your component if you built it as a dump component then it's easy 
But if it's a smart component that talks with services or in, with state and things like that, you will have to manipulate it a little bit uh, with marks or with stubs and uh, to, to make make it work in isolation and then check the performance, of course, or yeah. try to overload it with tons of data to see if it works as expected. <laughs> Yeah, and I think there's definitely like some other some tooling out there, right, that can allow us to do that. Like when we talk about think about like Storybook. Storybook provides one way where we can have it in isolation and can mm -hmm. see that component or stage different scenarios, even have it like with with the multiple colors on one stage of, of a storybook experience, right? And then we can yep. profile that. Uh, but I think we can go even further with that because when we're talking about profiling, again, this the same color concept, even if, if it's running in storybook, you still have the overhead of storybook and its pieces yeah. that doing right so then we can look at something like angular playground which is like storybook but it deals with just the component and it's not really so much of a design system art you know collection but more of just the one component and nothing else around it and then in that sort of tooling then you can really get in and say i know the only thing that's really running is just my component and a little bit of bootstrapping around it so now maybe that becomes even easier to profile your component and, and block out the noise yep. yeah must I must agree with you? <laughs> but, not only, because show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not only just the profiling aspect of what you've shown today, but also the different way of thinking of solutions. Uh, so going back to the RGB example is because mm -hmm. I don't know about everybody else, but myself, it's, hey, that function looks like it's inefficient or I may be calling it too many times. And maybe I created a variable, so I cut down the number of calls in half or what have you there. And sure, that would help a little bit. But to think outside the box and not just, hey, how do I make this thing faster? But are there any other alternatives that would make it so that I don't even need to call this at all? Because obviously, the fastest code is the code that doesn't run. <laughs> <laughs> so they, I, I, I said, I said that. in the in the rail model, idle is the best thing, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I, to, to to express what you're saying, it's it's a matter of experience. Where where once you put the profiling cycles in 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 the companies in inside of your sprints and everything else, then. You, got, you, you start to get some hints about the code that you're writing. And with the experience, uh, for, for me to, to find this problem, uh, it will be, I think, much easier than for someone who is not experienced in profiling. But it takes time and it takes practice like everything else. And then the, you have a few ideas of how to you know, tackle the problems. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, thinking out of the box and, you know, throwing some different idea of how to uh, eventually architect the entire thing. Um, this function, the, the, the decimal to hex in the, in the demo, it's a, it's, it's, a, it, it's a function that works. It will do the job, but there are probably some better ideas uh, and better things that can be done. In in programming, everything can be done faster and better than what we are doing <laughs> in eventually. Uh, so it's, I think it's, it's a matter of experience. 
so if you have more experience, you will it will be faster. Um, I won't say easier. Okay, finding some performance bottlenecks can take some time. Uh, I can tell you that uh, uh, I wrote some virtual scrolling feature five years ago, and it was like hilarious that in some rare occasion things didn't work fast enough and the client wasn't happy with that and the problem was you know how I implemented some recursion that did the entire thing and once I changed the code and removed the, the recursion and started to do some, some things because you know I said to myself, "What a silly thing! What? Why? Why are you want? Why do you want to add to do recursions in virtual scrolling?" Uh, and this is this is this was a problem, <laughs> and I solved it, and it worked. So uh, it, it's a it, it's it's something that you need to experience in order to have some data or to understand how to test and measure the and then tune up the app. It's not an easy, like a magic uh, wand that you're waving and everything is solved. (laughs) I think another aspect too of that, uh, of the whole thing we talked about with the CSS solution and stuff is keeping in mind that pixel pipeline and the, the environment that we're working in of the web right? And the browser and how the browser renders and and works with our apps. Because when we think about that and we can identify and say, look, what is some of the most efficient things that we can do to to make things happen in the browser for us? And that's CSS and and HTML that goes along with that CSS. It's it's natively designed to do that and work with that, right? And then the JavaScript is this additional stuff that we're adding into there. So understanding the environment that we're building for and understanding how can we solve that with CSS? first, right? That's going to be the most efficient. And then do we move into logic or, or JavaScript and that sort of thing? And so I think like the example we had earlier was a, a great example of that, where the solution lied in CSS and it was really straightforward. We leveraged the, the platform and the environment that we're in and, and it's native stuff that it does to render before we move into, say, a programmatic JavaScript type of solution for that. Yeah. And more, more than that, for example, it is very popular today to, to, to work with virtual DOM. And not the browser has a lot of optimizations regarding to reflows and repaints. So sometimes virtual DOM will do like super fast performance. And in some occasions, it won't. So it's it's uh, it it uh, as as you said it depends on you understand the environment and how to use the environment as 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 it was supposed to you being used so yeah i can cope with that and i i think that uh, it's a it's something that i'm always telling junior developers uh you can't go and drive the car without looking inside its engine. Okay, don't use Angular without understanding what is doing beneath. So um, learning the environment that you run is a very essential thing in order to understand how to tackle the performance problems later on. 
I think that's really good that goes without saying because I deal with so much consulting and one of the biggest things that I see a lot of people making mistakes on other than RxJS is uh, uh, performance because Angular by itself, and I always tell people this, Angular by itself is wicked fast. And if you are writing an Angular app that's slow, there's something you're doing wrong because you can do a lot. I mean, Angular is so powerful and it's so fast. And, and I just see so many people doing making little mistakes. And here's the thing. You can make a little mistake when you're learning it. And I made many mistakes when I was learning it. And I got away with it. But you don't really, the, the performance doesn't really start to hurt you until you start scaling. And once you start having, like, if you have an NG4 and you have a few things in your NG4, you're going to get away with even if you're screwing it up. But then when you have, like, 5,000 things in your in your NG4, then all of a sudden <laughs> you, you see all these problems but you, you've been doing it wrong since you learned Angular, but you didn't really, it didn't really catch you, right? It catches up with you. And then you've got all this, this huge, massive application that's very, very slow. And it happens all the time. Can you share my screen uh, for a second? Yeah. I don't see it on there yet, though, available for me to share. I think oh, uh, I will, I will uh, make something uh, shareable oh. in a second. This is the, the slide that uh, was missing at the end of what I wanted to say. It, it, exactly what Bonnie said. I'm here for you, Gil. <laughs> Don't wait that uh, the users will complain. <laughs> you need to solve the problems today. Because <laughs> yeah. um, th this is, th you, you can stop uh, sharing. <laughs> this this is, is a training issue. Yeah, it's it's a training issue. It's something that you can train yourself to do, and this is what I'm trying to 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 say in in the talks that I'm giving about profiling and performance and things like that. You have to you have the 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 knowledge, you have the the tools. You just need to use them more often in order to, in the end, be, be to ship better better things, better components, better apps, better performing apps, and etc. So uh, the idea of waiting that the users will complain that something is sluggish and I have a lot of, uh, you know, GIFs uh, with, uh, with, uh, with, with things that uh, look very, very sophisticated and like, oh my God, it's quirking. What's the, the page is moving like... Or some things like that, and these things don't happen on us on our computers because we we as developers have laptops which are monsters, or we have desktops which are very big monsters that can handle everything, and we ship the app, and the app is coming get, is is going to work on some mobile phone in 3G and. <coughs> God bless you. And it's going to work on a mobile phone on 3G and etc. And it will perform so bad that the users will like scream at you, what have you done? So so this is this is why it's so important for us to test the things that we are doing. Not not only unit test things, but profile things 
before we ship things out and into productions. Ha Non-happy users are the kind of users that you don't want. <laughs> well said, well said. All right, well, we're at the top of the hour, so we better wrap this one up. Um, any last things on profile? I, I think that was a perfect ending, uh, but is there anything else that you need to throw in or we good? Get no, some picks. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> okay. All right, let's do some picks and then we'll wrap it up. All right, so first our panelists, uh, any of our panelists, raise your hand. I can see you if you, if you have picks. Oh, none of our panelists have picks. All right. All right. Well, Alyssa has a pick. Okay. <laughs> um, so I just want to say, you know, all of us know or should know that Angular 9 was pushed till after the holidays. And I think it's kind of like a nice nod uh, to what we should be doing this season, which is focusing on family and friends, right? And I think uh, <laughs> I think that whether it's, you know, for my family, we're doing this epic board game night that I'm really looking forward to. We keep score, go through all these different board games, and whoever wins each game, like, you know, you add to your tally, and there's, like, one all-time winner. So, but whatever it is you do uh, with family or friends, just soak that up this holiday season and come back recharged. I love that pick. And we actually, we have a, a week or two off from Angular Air, don't we, Justin? Yeah, I think we don't have any episodes till the start of the new year. So we have, we have Ilya coming on in January, who is another goofball who I really love. <laughs> for sure. For sure. All right. Our guest, Gil, how about your picks? Um, first of all, I want to mention that Shai didn't came so. I will know. give him a hug one, <laughs> once I meet him and, and next time. Give him um, a hug and a kiss. A big old kiss. Because this is Shai Resnick. He kisses everybody. Don't worry. <laughs> We're going to get away with this. <laughs> okay. Uh, and my pick is uh, go and see The Rise of Sty Skywalker. Yeah. You saw me <laughs> showing, uh, you know, showing the demo with the Star Wars. I'm a big fan. I, I know that I want to go and see that movie as soon as possible. To, and so this is going to be my pick. No spoilers or anything because I didn't see it, but go and see it because this is, is it, wait, what is I'm it, going is it to do. Is it out what? for you already? Because it doesn't out come out until uh, today. I think it's out Friday or Saturday. Oh, okay. So we it doesn't launch in the U.S. until Friday or Saturday. I think today it's going to. It's no tomorrow. It's going to launch. Not okay. today. And I hope to catch it <laughs> as soon as possible before the spoilers. <laughs> I agree with that pick. Yeah, it opens tomorrow for us here, and and I don't think I'll be able to sleep tonight. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. All right. Well, Gil, hey, thanks a ton for coming on, for sharing your time and sharing this content. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you. With pleasure. Thank you for hosting me. It for was sure. very, very nice of you, and uh, I really enjoyed it. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. All right. That's a wrap. Have a good one, everyone. Have a good holiday season, and we'll catch everybody on the new year. Later. <laughs>